Cast 162 nailed it this time. That was friggin' smooth. That was so smooth. I wasn't even paying attention. It just sounded Worked so hard on my clean. clicking finger. Well done. Well done. Uh, so, if everybody doesn't know, we haven't changed our logo yet. Tyler's got to be added in there. He is now a pretty much full podcast crew. He's not a guest anymore like he keeps claiming, so uh, tough break. <laughs> I, am, I am a guest. I am low committed. I think we uh, we have a up. reputation. We've built a reputation. We need to keep the reputation. Um, right. It's what sets us apart. Do, do, you, do you think we keep on upgrading? I mean, Daryl's basically quit the podcast for next while because he's coaching and stuff, right? So before Daryl, it was Adam, and then Adam, and then Daryl, and then we got Tyler. I think we've upgraded every step of the way. That's the nicest thing Tim has ever said about me. Yeah. <laughs> ever. <laughs> just, yeah, absolutely. Back Look at the big smile. Yeah. Mark, mark so the calendar, happy. everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler's legitimately concerned. <laughs> I am. Uh, yes. One hundred percent. We were desperate. I, I I know Jeff Young, but I don't know this Jeff guy. This is a much better version of him. Yeah, yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out, but. Uh, <laughs> uh first off, let's uh, talk about the five PL that happened on Monday in the Schwartz Home Hardware Division. Toppler Roses oh. climbed the ladder, get themselves into the oh, finals. Nice. God, yeah. that was insane. It was crazy. Ty, obviously you were part of that commentary crew. Um, go through the matches. Like it was everything was always coming down to the last player. It was so weird. It was one of those matches where like so first match, like Newfoundland and Toppler, like Parker starts with the front seven, but you're looking at totals and like they're not running away with it. And you're like, he's seven in a row. How are they not like 160, 170 points ahead? And so you're kind of just like waiting for it, and then it never happened. And then all of a sudden, like, Newfoundland could win. And then, unfortunately, they didn't. But, like, Marcello yeah. had two great shots, which, like, I thought was... I mean, Marcello is super young. Like, he's great. He's a great bowler. But young, especially in that situation, was an interesting pull. But it definitely paid off. And then, oh, God, Toppler in Toronto or, or Motor City. Like, I don't know what to say. Literally, like... Greg, Megan, and I are all sitting in the commentary just being like, this isn't happening. This is not happening. And then, like, the the show finished and we all chatted in the background for a bit and we're like, that, did we just, bowling? Yeah. That happened? It, well, it was when, unbelievable. When was, last, when was the last time you see 8-0 and 0-8? Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, then, and then you had to wait for 10 and see what was going on. Jeff yeah. England had a double going in there. If he throws the first one, all of a sudden that changes everything. And I, and I can't even imagine. I, you say it's just you're just blowing on one lane, but there's an immense amount of pressure. Yeah. I, right? I, I think it's crazy. I think, you know what, um, obviously Topper played really well, and we really have to give him kudos for those Klaus matches. Newfoundland played incredibly well. And, yes, they lost, but the mayhem coming back from an 0-8 to come back and That's make it I that mean. even close... And it's not the coach, it's the players. Definitely not the coach, but it's the, <laughs> but the player, right? They, they played incredible well to come out there, right? It was and wild. Great heart. Right? I mean, I, um, I love watching, like, Rich play anchor, fist-pumping strikes in 10 in that last game when any other situation, 
they've already guaranteed to have gone zero and eight in that game. They go yeah. like, and and he's out there throwing fist pumps because they need pinfall. It's crazy. That was nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. But that's that's my concern. That was my concern with this this playoff format too, a little bit too. It's like you know, Dream Crushers were first seed, and I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if it's an advantage because no matter what happens, okay, you're gonna play the winner of the four five match. All these teams are good. That's a team that's already warmed up, already played a game in the format at high intensity. So they're locked in a little bit more mm-hmm. than I think people are going to be, you know, just walking in for their second game. I don't, I don't know if first is an actual legitimate so, advantage. You're right. And, and Dexter, we said this. And I'm full disclosure. And Robert Gallagher, please take this as a joke, okay? But the Bombers, Daryl hedged his bet. He hedged his bet, right? He... He's either going to be one or two, right? And he wanted to make sure if he was second seed, the one seed wouldn't get any any bonus. Absolutely. I, I It is rigged, okay? And he, he's just, it's just what it is. And Robert, like, again, I'm only kidding, okay? So, <laughs> Stop. Stop. I love you, Robert. But anyways, but um, yeah, absolutely. That's one thing we have to worry about because Okanagan and Heartland both can play very well. And for them... To be running a little bit, we can throw a practice game all we want. It still doesn't, not an in-game thing. Not the intensity. Right? It's not the environment. No. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Exactly. So, with that being said, obviously, seeing Toppler, they they, I wouldn't say they squeaked their first match out. It was a high intense match. Parker threw great, held the team in. They pull off the win. All of a sudden, they're coming up against the number one seed, Motor City, who's coming in cold. Like you said, they could have been practicing all they wanted to, but now Toppler's. They're in it already, and they come out firing AO. Like, as Motor City, you got to be thinking, what the hell happened? And now we got to AO them and beat them by 229 pins, right? Like, that's such a daunting task to come in cold and, and run into that situation. Absolutely. All these, How do you not get to, the, like, frame seven? Especially, like, yeah. in that match where they're not running away with eight matches or with five matches in total, right? Like, I think four of the matches were all within two balls. Like, how do you not get to frame seven and be like, well, meh, like, we tried, but whatever. Yeah. Like, that was insane. Steve, I I do agree. I do agree with this for sure. But that being said, I'm just saying, like, one is an advantage over even, like, you know, two or three. Because two or three, they're going to be facing head-to-head right away in the same scenario, both cold. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a little a little bit different. One, one if they do win the match against four or five, it they were talking about having the two three match on the same day, and then facing the winner of that match too. So again, you're facing somebody that's warmed up as opposed to going in cold as well. It's just it is a little bit different. I I think obviously first you want to be first, and then and I think every team that makes the playoffs are a good team, but. Oh, you know what? I think you're gonna want to face fifth over second. That's just natural is it competitiveness, right? That that is than, your advantage, but is it any different than the open step ladder? No, you're you're actually right on that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, the only difference the only... is you're not against them in person, matching their energy, right? Like you have to find that energy yourself. Yeah, the, no only, the only advantage in the step ladder is right is if you're number one seed, you only have to win one match. Where yeah. In this format, Fair. two and three actually have the same advantage as one does. Mm-hmm. Besides, we're playing a lower seed, but it's the top five teams out of twelve. Like, 
is it really that big of an advantage? Probably not, but it, yeah, it's no. the same advantage as two and three. So that's probably something we'll have to work on in the future. I think it's going to work just fine for this season, but um, maybe a bonus structure would have been set in place and the prize money would have been a better idea just to offset that that yeah. little and, bit. But And I mean... I mean, we look at Heartland Okanagan. They're, they, I mean, they're, they could be the team to beat this week, right? And mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, they, they have nothing to lose. They're just playing, right? Yeah. Um, it'd be crazy to watch. Yeah, so obviously that was the 4-5 and versus the winner versus the one match. So Topper came out ahead on that. So the other teams playing in that division is Next Gen and... Holy Who are you playing, Ty? <laughs> the Holy Rollers from GP. Uh, there's been a little controversy with them this year. A little controversy with you guys having the biggest point spread in totals. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so that's, that, that's going to be interesting. That's just embarrassing. <laughs> it's also, like, fantastic. I mean, if you, you shot a thousand your and you're... How dare if you? If you shot a thousand and shut the your differential mouth. was, like, 200, <laughs> that would be embarrassing. But you thought I shot a thousand Fair. and your differential was 600. So, it could be worse. Sure. Not much, though. So, yeah. So, this Sunday is the Cargill 4-5 winner moving to play one. So, it's obviously Okanagan versus Heartland. And the winner moves on to play the Dream Crushers Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. So Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tune into that. And then we'll figure out the rest of the playoffs as we go. (laughs) Yeah, the the schedule sense. is a bit in flux at the moment, so we'll try yeah. and let people know ahead of time as best we can. It's, it's like the Oilers in the Vegas game. It's just up in the air. <laughs> Not for lack of trying. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think some teams need to realize if you don't have a full eight, but you have six or seven, it's still doable. Right? There's a reason why you went to that roster. That, yeah, that was the whole, whole reason at seven. the start of the season. You have eight-player roster. If you have five, you play. Sorry, yeah, and, but and we, we probably it. play the finals on a day that you know Tyler books a trip to maybe not Malta but somewhere else and uh, not possibly. me this time. It'll be Brad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess we might as well bring in the the guest of honor, as we should say. And uh, I'm gonna let Dexter introduce him since uh, he came up with the title. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna bring in uh, Jeff Galbraith. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, how's it going, guys? Long-time listener, first-time uh, caller? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you enlighten us on the name change? Uh, yeah, so uh, just, you know, my big celebrity status now, I, I kind of want incognito. You know, it's, it's, it's very much the same as going, like, from Tim Wiseman to Tim Weisberg. Yeah. Kind oh, of the nice. same person. Mm, yeah. And somehow a little bit better. <laughs> Everybody would agree with that, actually. That's uh, a right? that's a yeah. fair Yeah, I like that. So it went back to Wiseman. Yes. <laughs> but I have, no. I, have a clo- I have a clone out. I have a clone. And yeah. it, yes. it could be Tyler. Tyler so I, asked, be a... <laughs> I asked him today, I'm like, Do you got this clone Facebook? Does that mean you guys are triplets now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not convinced we're twins. And no, and uh, is this the clone that played the green and gold on the weekend? Well, it's nice to see your face. 
<laughs> we've had 162 podcasts, but we've only had like 90 guests. Yeah. Just repeat. Just it shows pretty, how much we like everybody else. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yes, he's still left-handed. Yeah. Just like a, a fun fact that a lot of people don't know is Jen's actually left-handed, but she bowls right-handed. She's oh, smart. Then is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Does she do other sports right-handed, or is it just bowling? No, right. She's right-handed pretty much for everything for sports. Yeah, like golf, everything like that. Still kicks my ass right-handed at golf. So. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Can she bowl left-handed? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Jeff, Jeff, when you're... So when she's you're... not really left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She could, she could write left-handed is what you're saying. Listen, there are other people in the world that associate associate your dominant hand with something other than sports, okay? <laughs> That's a big assumption uh, you just made there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, so, I'm just throwing it out there. So, Jeff, I, I've seen a photo. So, when you're doing your second job as a pole dancer, are you left-handed yep. or right-handed? Oh, both-handed. Oh, both-handed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Ambidextrous on the pole. I like it. Mm. That's the top dollar thing there. Some jobs require two hands. <laughs> I think this is the point of the podcast where I have to go. Yeah. They just switch to after dark real quick. Ty, you're have... worse than the rest of us. You're worse. You stop it. You stop it. How dare you? Well, what was How the other one? Do you want to talk about our Thursday conversations about. No. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. how's the Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame's fantastic. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It was uh it was actually a big surprise, not that we're changing topics or anything at all. <laughs> By the way, I set the over under at fourteen and a half minutes for this podcast to go south, so I win. Yeah. Yeah. You picked went, the over, did you? I went I went under, it was fourteen twenty nine. Oh. <laughs> close call. Close call. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Hall of Fame. It was, uh, it was, it was uh, an amazing experience for sure. It was, uh, it was quite the honor. It was a surprise because I know for Hamilton they don't uh, they don't induct anyone unless they're forty five. And despite my looks, I'm only forty three. Um, but they they wanted to honor me before uh, we left for new uh, to Newfoundland. And uh, you were going to say New Brunswick. No, no, I was not. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they they surprised me by by getting me in, you know, a couple years early. That's awesome. And, uh, and I mean, don't live there now, but you know, Hamilton is, is my heart. That's for sure. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it'll always be my home. Yeah, is awesome. there, so aside from the age, is there other criteria? Like what is, uh, Hamilton fives? Just what, pretty much what I was just asking is, did you earn it? No, no. Listen, <laughs> we're gonna listen, fight. <laughs> you get you get some red bills and they go a long way to certain people if you just you know like every once in a while you don't have to do all at once just span it out of you know like 43 years things happen you know if you if you can bribe the right people pretty much but but uh yeah you know if i if i'm being honest like all jokes aside like it's very surreal to like because we're not really conditioned to um basically sit down and either talk about our own accomplishments or listen to someone talk about all of your accomplishments. It's just really surreal to hear, um, you know, my, my career kind of summed up in a speech that was supposed to be five to seven minutes and Forrester 
kept it under 20 barely. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, I mean, it was just a really cool experience. And, uh, you know, actually the one thing I, I didn't even say anything to him yet about it. Um, but I just want to thank, first of all, Forrester for, for doing the speech. He did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unreal. It was full of laughs and he roasted me pretty good a few times. And, um, and I know some of you guys contributed to Mitch Davies's idea of, uh, using the one word description. And, uh, I, you know, it was very flattered for if you're hearing aside from overrated and short, <laughs> aside from those two, they were all pretty good, but it was good. Cause I could pretty much figure out who those two were. <laughs> I heard you yelled out something that overrated. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Bailey Lawson here? I didn't see him. (laughs) (laughs) He snuck in the door. I didn't even see him. There was a lot of people there, so I get it. Like, there's... And they they inducted inducted two two full classes because they had a class from 2020, and then, uh, you know, it got shut down because of COVID. And so then they did the 2023 after the 2020. So, I mean, it was a good night. It was, you know, it was great to catch up with a lot of people that, you know, you haven't seen in a long time because they don't bowl anymore. It's also really nice to hear a lot of people saying that they were planning on coming back that are, you know, in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. Congratulations. You. It is Thank you. super well-deserved. Um, just such a great re- representative of the game. Um, Sometimes. Most of the time. um what so what can you can you explain how the event goes for the evening uh i mean yeah just like because i mean i think this is a a really cool thing that hamilton five pin is doing um it'd be awesome to see other zones do stuff like so they've been doing it for quite a while like um like I don't know exactly. I'm sure someone in here, like Bob Walters is in here watching. I'm sure he'll be able to say um, when exactly they started. He'd have the ins on that. Also Hall of Famer who got inducted that night. Um, But um, yeah, it's been, oh God, it's got to be about 20 years now they've been doing it. Inducting people. I know that too because my my mom was inducted. Um, And then she was re-honored the year that we, in 2012, when when we had our... uh, our win at nationals for the open and our team was honored um, that night as well. But the night's like, it's, you know, a good function. It's dinner first and then, you know, speeches and inductions and went pretty quick. I was, uh, I was actually surprised that I was expecting to kind of be in for a long night and, and I don't know, maybe it was just the company and, and the people being honored that made it seem like it was a, a you know, a kind of a breeze to go through, but it was almost felt like it wasn't long enough. And, uh, I mean, we had our six year old granddaughter with us and she was not bored and that says a lot cause she's a busy yeah. body. So, yeah. so they did a great job. They did a fantastic job. And then, I mean, it, it, and I wanted to relay too, like, and I, and I did make sure Forrester had mentioned that too, like, like the Hamilton culture for five pin bowling is, is, you know, in, in terms of Ontario, you know, they do things right. And I really wish some of the other zones would you know, kind of jump, jump along onto the same ship and, and do some of the same things because the fact that they honor their players the way they do it really shows why so many strong bowlers come out of that area. And it's, uh, you know, it creates passion for the younger generation and people to look up to. And I think that there are a lot of zones and I'm not knocking them, but I just think that 
they don't quite do a good enough job compared to, you know, like a Hamilton or a Central specifically, um, how they do a job, you know, honoring, you know, their stars past, past and present. Yeah, I, I agree. It would be nice to see, like, I, I don't, I don't think I've heard of any zone in Western Canada do anything like that. And mm-hmm. I think it would be amazing if they did. Yeah. It just, sure. it's a nice, it's a nice opportunity to, because like for us, for Ontario, like, I mean, the Ontario hall of fame has some pretty strict standards as well. And, um, you know, and that also follows to Canada and the C5 hall of fame and, and the lack of a lot of players in Ontario being in that hall of fame. Um, you know, it gives a lot of bowlers an opportunity to be honored rightfully so by the people closest to them. And, and I think anytime we can honor, you know, some people for, for some great accomplishments in our sport and moving our sport along progressively, I think is a step in the right direction. Um, for the Hamilton criteria, did they, do they use your masters as well? Or is it strictly just that, that association's accomplishments? Um, so yeah, so like, I don't want to like kind of, I mean, I, I don't know the exact criteria. Um, I just, I know when, when my criteria was mentioned, it was a lot of stuff after I left Hamilton, but I know the meat and potatoes were, you know, you know, like our, our strength in the open and some of my, my master's performances as well. Um, but I guess in that case too, like, there are quite a few people that do move from from Hamilton and 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 get honored, but I mean Hamilton has such a loyal um, base with their bowlers that you don't really see a whole lot of people that you know they pretty much just stay there their whole career, and um, you know and I guess that opportunity for accomplishments that happen afterwards or before don't necessarily come to fruition, you know, in the speech or or the requirements yeah so speaking on people out west i think we're definitely missing the boat there's no doubt about it i think um i can only speak for our province but i know that uh i know our bowling federation is going to try to start something up Mm -hmm. Um, even even our local edmonton one needs to start something up and we have to start somewhere right and um sometimes a little bit of a recognition for those that have done great in the past um goes a long ways right so i i keep harping this like the same thing to me to everybody and i think that our and, and i know i've said it on here several times that our sport really lacks promoting any stardom and anything that we can do to do a better job of promoting that is a step in the right direction and i think we need to do it and mm-hmm. um you know like i hear a lot of people talk about like i'm a big advocate of like hall of fame not having age requirements whatsoever and i have a lot of people say well you know like Baseball does it this way and hockey does it this way. And then like, but they don't have an image problem. We have an image problem and we need to, you know, take care of that image problem by promoting stars. And we just, yeah. we don't do a good enough job. Stuff like this is fantastic. The, what you guys do, you know, the WCBT and, and even the club tour, like it's trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I think any step that we can take to make it better is going to make it better. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a couple agree. of comments in here. Um, Mike Greenlee, watching Jeff and my brother bowl four steps in Ajax is when I started to gain respect for the game and wanted to put work in to be better. 
Wow, that's those, quite a that's quite a compliment. I was just saying, Mike, you got some low standards if it's me and John. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Steve Barker here. Uh, we've thought of starting one here, but we've been so far behind, and many uh, many from years ago have passed or no longer active. Totally, I mean, I know C five is obviously in the same boat too. I'm um, starting yeah, up yeah. there, but at the end of the day, the longer you wait, the more behind you are. Yeah, for sure. Right. And I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, like, Hamilton's had a pretty rich tradition, and, and they started, you know, in the 2000s, and they put a whole bunch of people in, you know, you know, first first few. I, they're kind of tapered it down a bit now, aside from, like, this one, because they had to get two years' worth. But the first couple of years, there were a lot of people that got in. And, uh, you know, they're just trying to make up for that lost time. And mm-hmm. I really think you just need some proactive people that really understand that the history is important of the sport and and want to see those people recognized and you'll get it done i mean maybe it takes a little longer than you want it to or maybe it already is longer than you want it to but in the same time like you said like a year later is a year later mm-hmm. and if you want to start it start it now because i mean just putting it off isn't going to make it any better it's only going to make it worse correct mm-hmm. and you know for a lot of people out there there's a lot of lifetime memberships out there so to speak, as the accolade, but they only are for the builders. There's nothing for mm-hmm. the coaches or the, yeah. or the players out there. And and uh, to honor your players out there, I mean, <clears throat> prime example out here, Bruce Mortar is a Hall of Famer. He's an absolute legend, right? Mm-hmm. And Adam, but they would never get those accolades. So yeah. how do you how do you how do you help that out, right? So it's something. Yeah, something well, I think it's. Let's say it's important too, like for the builder aspect. You know, there were. Um, there were builders that were inducted in the Hall of Fame for Hamilton that same night. And I mean, let's be honest, like when it comes to bowling, those people, those volunteers, I mean, to say they get the short end of the stick is an understatement. And, you know, I don't know how many times I've heard, you know, stories of um, volunteers, associations, you know, people helping out, you know, kind of get mistreated or taken advantage of or take it for granted. And I mean, how do you honor those people? Like saying thank you to them isn't enough. If you're, if you're asking me, especially when you're running like, you know, like say like people in the open or masters or whatever it might be, it takes a lot of people. You guys know it takes a lot of people to make that event run smoothly. And how many of those people never get recognition they deserve? And, you know, having something like say like an Edmonton hall of fame, you know, how many of those people that would be considered builders are going to finally get that recognition that, you know, they've earned so many years ago and just maybe they've even never thought they'd ever get it. And there's that opportunity now because they might not be doing it out in the lane, but there's more important things, you know, like, like bowling on the lane, isn't all, all bowling is there's more that goes behind it. So I think those people need to be recognized too. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about that even with like masters. It's a, it's kind of off topic, but kind of Mm -hmm. on topic. Uh, You you know, there's always this stigma out here where um, master bowlers should be coaching all the time and like that that should be part of their requ- uh, prerequisite to pre- yeah, uh, participate yeah. masters and i understand it and I, and at the same time i don't i mean there's let's say 500 masters in Alberta, and only so many centers that have ybc kids and have enough ybc kids you're forcing all those coaches to uh, to coach in all the centers yeah all of a sudden you're gonna have center, like a, a bigger problem of having an overload of coaches and then, you know, not having enough consistent information between players and our um, people and stuff like that too. But I, at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is that 
I don't care if they coach, but I would like to see them put back into the game in some sort of way, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, these sort of things or volunteering for tournaments or running tournaments and stuff like that or, you know, any anything we could do promotional-wise or stuff like that. All of that stuff matters. It doesn't yeah. always have to be just coaching. Yeah. I, I think Kerry's the prime example of that. He doesn't have a center yeah. close by, but you know what? He still gives back so much to the sport. You don't have to give back. Um, whether it's coaching or whatnot, there, there's so many great avenues like what Carrie's done mm-hmm. that I think that that is a prime example, right? Well, I mean, Not even that, this, yeah, you know what I mean? Like even this is, is important because like, I'm sure. And I mean, I've talked to a lot of people in Ontario that, you know, have, you know, expressed their um, appreciation for what you guys have going on it's making them better because it's getting them more passionate about bowling. Like, I mean, that's not coaching on the lane, but is that not just as important, maybe more important to instill the passion in, in a, in a community and make them want to go out and perform more. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the avenues. So it's, it's, it's it's an important aspect of our game too. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring up uh, on a side note and they're talking about trading cards. Val is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust me. We've looked at it. (laughs) We've looked at it and, uh, and when he says you want to trade a Mitch Davies and a Dexter Wiseman for a Johnny Walsh, uh, I will take your I beat Mitch Davies plaque from 2017 Sudbury and I'll trade you for a Johnny <laughs> yeah. Walsh. No worries for that. <laughs> that's I mean, legendary. That, that's got to be in the Hall of Fame itself right there, right? That's right. I, we put that in there, yeah? Yeah. We're in the PIA Hall of Fame. That's what I... <laughs> uh, but I, that, was, I think, that was so awesome. I yeah. think trading cards would be an awesome idea. It, we just We need the right person to take that and run with it because I uh, that's not going to be a small amount of work either. But I'd yeah. love to see it for something for something like WCBT stuff like that, where you can have the stats from the year for WCBT, put them on a card. And mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. You don't you so, don't have you, so for you, every pack is a little bit different, yeah, different yeah. odds of like you know and, and yeah, trading that stuff. I think that'd be really neat. So say like um, because I do follow like the sports cards uh, industry a bit. I'm actually kicking myself. It's funny that this comes up. I'm, I'm kicking myself because a few weeks ago, I missed out on an opportunity. Um, Leaf Trading Cards put out uh, a, a print-to-order, and they did Pete Weber inscription cards, autographs. And it was, who do you think you are, I am, was the inscription. And and he signed it, right? Like, he wrote he wrote the inscription, signed the card. And they ended up producing, they ended up overproducing, and they did... Uh, 400 regular versions and 100 gold versions, and I saw it on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I got to get this. And it was it was pretty it was pretty affordable. It was well under 100 bucks for this for this card, and uh, I missed out by like a few hours. It had sold out, and uh, and I look on eBay. Like honestly, look it up on eBay. They're like 350 bucks for like the out of 400 version, and people are going nuts over this card. That's awesome. And I mean like non-bowlers too, like because he's known for that, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, and just think of like that as an aspect like people are thinking about that person as a bowler in the sport of bowling, and they don't even bowl through a trading card. You know, maybe maybe like maybe there that there's something to that where you know maybe like one out of every ten packs has a Tim Weisberg autograph card. You know, maybe there's exactly. an air card. Maybe there's an air oh. card. It's Tim Wiseman and Tim Weisberg, you know? <laughs> Just give it away. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet paper. But uh, the, what Val what oh, is saying right here is ex- yeah. exactly right. 100%. Yeah. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. 
and that, and that just just kind of echoes what I've been saying about like not promoting our stars. Past oh, and present exactly. is good yeah. because yeah. those kids don't know who to look up to, and if they did, you know, um, there would be that that higher passion. I think there'd be the commitment to want to be just like those people, you know, like it's changed, it's changed the, the slogan from want to be like Mike to want to be like Mitch. The kids will already be the same, same height as him. So they're halfway there. <laughs> One of the few guys you can say that to. Yeah. Very few. I'm the, I always tell him I'm the cutoff point for the short jokes. Wait, Anything but... below me, it's open game. Yeah. He, 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 he doesn't, it's too bad. We can't, I don't know if the podcast will be around in 15 years when, when Mitch gets in the Hall of Fame, because he's 30, right? So, um, 33. He'll be 30. He's 33. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, 12 yeah. years. So we'll, it might be a long time, Mitchie. So uh, I know you're going to message me tomorrow. It's okay. Yeah. We'll get over it. Yeah. But uh, de- definitely some great talk there for everybody. Yeah. Way to just end that conversation for us, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> So Tim wants us to move on. The the conversation <laughs> assassin. <laughs> oh Is no! That his we... inscription. Oh Jesus Christ! That would be perfect. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of good ones out there that I'm glad you asked someone you chose. So, um, Masters this weekend, last weekend there, Jeffy. You look like you're wearing your grandpa's sweater there. Uh, I, I think and uh, <laughs> was it Under Armour? It was Under Armour Under Armour jacket. <laughs> it wasn't a oh, Grandpa really? sweater. <laughs> it's all okay. good. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's close enough. Right? I guess my grandpa probably would have worn it if you know if Under Armour, Under Armour existed when he was alive. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. maybe talk about. I mean, obviously, congrats on your singles. Yeah, um, and and your tournament win. Yes. So, um, I guess to kind of put it in a nutshell, like, um, kind of surprising because before year end last year, I had two masters victories and now I have five. And, um, and this year was like, I don't know. I know we say this every year and we like, it's funny. We kind of, we were talking about it on Saturday too, like how it was a grind, but I don't know, like this year was a little different for me because we got so much stuff going on and, and, and I know you guys probably won't know, but we bowled, uh, we bowled the Ottawa tournament and I actually had vertigo and like bad. And, uh, like I literally had to like prop myself on a ball return to start bowling. Like it was just that dizzy. And, uh, I bowled way better than I thought. <laughs> like I, I actually, we, we had our Hopetail uh, club tour was a droppable tournament. And then this tournament was the other tournament that you could take one or the other. And I actually improved on my Hopedale tournament while bowling with Vertigo, which is uh, unreal. But um, I was really down, to be honest with you. Like, I was, uh, and I mean, like, if you guys talk to Mitch, like, he'll tell you, like, it was, like, so far down where I was like, I don't think I can bowl this tournament. And if I don't bowl this tournament, I'm just not going to bowl anymore this year. I'm done. And, uh, you know, like, he's, you know, he, he gave me the pep talk, like, like he would, you know, like, basically told me to smarten up. And, you know, I was getting a little bit extreme there. But, you know, I just kind of wanted to feel a little bit sorry for myself. And, and you know, coming into this tournament, I felt pretty good. And um, it, it's it's funny because you, you go your whole bowling career. This is the first time I've made singles. So, like, you go your whole bowling career and you do some great things. And this has always been, like, for me, like, the one thing that's kind of escaped me. And 
it was the one goal I wanted for this year. Um, if I'm being honest, actually, I had said after I won the first tournament of Masters this year that I'm like, if I would be amazed and so happy if I could win singles and win five tournaments before we moved to Newfoundland. And I really didn't think either was going to happen coming into, you know, Ottawa. I thought, you know, like, oh, well, like we gave it a good run. So, um, to bowl against those guys and, and finish first, the, the guys that we have in our field, like if you look at that team, it is really absolutely good. stacked. You know what I mean? Like, um, and to come out on top of those, it, you know, and and like you guys know, Mitch is a competitor, and and I mean, we didn't really give him a show the last game at all. It was terrible, but um, you know, to 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 pull out, you know, uh, in in my opinion, kind of a a surprise first place for me anyway. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty happy about that. Pretty proud. Yeah. Um, and you, you edged out Mitch by 32 points. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it was like kind of back and forth and um, we were kind of laughing about it. I did the math like third game because we played eight games. I did the math of third game and Bobby Torval and I were on the same draw. And then Mitch was bowling the odd number. We were in even numbers. And we were one, two, and three for aggregate. And I like started counting the lanes and then looked at like where he was. And I'm like, you know, this last game, those the three of us are on the same pair. Like that is definitely not by mistake for sure. So we were kind of laughing about it. And we, you know, we gave them a show that they will soon forget because it was bad. The last game, <laughs> we were terrible. But, but I mean, sometimes it takes the bad games, I guess, to make the season, you know, finish. So. Yeah, sometimes it's a game of like throwing nothing but strikes, and sometimes it's a game of grinding. And yeah, lots of grinding. Yeah, <laughs> but so you took singles, and then it's yep. Mitch, Bobby, DJ, Robert McDougall, and Doug Brock. Yep. And that Robert. That's... Oh, Rob, Robert didn't play the Spring Classic, right? He played the end, but he yeah. played the Spring Classic. Yeah, but I mean, like yeah. phenomenal. That's team. a team. That's a team that's crazy, but I mean, that's a team that's gonna have fun too, right? Like those guys, that's gonna be a fun group of guys. And, you know, like, shout out to Doug, who's the oldest guy on the team, you know, because I'm not on the team, so I'm not the old guy, so. Fair enough. Sorry, sorry, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to see if Robert could still maintain his party level that he was, he was maintaining the last time I was at Nationals with him. Yeah, I don't know, he's getting a little older, right? Like, you know, he's no spring chicken anymore, I'm sure he can. 2019, that guy was going hard every night (laughs) i mean it was impressive and he was phenomenal he played so good he might be even stronger now he's you know he's got a kid so you know he's oh good for him power yeah yeah so maybe Uh, you know he's gonna release release the 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 demons here and just go nuts (laughs) for a weekend (laughs) and party it up and then come back home and be a dad again yeah yeah true enough so I know he doesn't get a lot of love. Well, maybe not fully recognized, but I think Dougie is so underrated. I think Dougie's such a great player. Hundred percent, he is. Yeah, such a good team player out there, right? And he's uh, a he's a he's a great bowler, but a better person. And yeah. you know, and he's a phenomenal bowler. You want a team guy. You want you know a guy to give you energy. You know, you want that guy to pat you on the back or make you feel good or give you a pep talk. Yeah. He's always there. He's so and good. and hundred percent, hundred percent, like. I'll say the people in Ontario, they know what Dougie can do. Um, 
but I mean, I still think he's underrated in that aspect and definitely across the country, yeah. you know, like, man, when he is on untouchable, it's and, nothing uh, but rockets, eh? With a lot yeah. of junk on it. Yeah. And, and knows the game well. And, uh, and, and, you know, he's, like I said, he's, he's, He's he's a great guy to be with on the lane, but he's an even better guy off the lane too. And that that yeah. speaks volumes too. Matter yeah, of stuff, awesome. yeah. yeah. You guys have a great team. Um, the thing about you guys' team too is we see them actually quite a bit. Not just mm-hmm. at the Masters or the Open, we see them at mm-hmm. WCBT events, club tour yeah, yeah. events. So like, I guess the guys that do those tour stops and do that stuff know who these guys are and know how good they are. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, Doug Doug is a hell of a shooter. Yeah. Uh, for the ladies, it looks like Connie Ward took singles. Yep, by quite a bit, and uh, didn't play the Spring Classic either. And then yep. there's uh, Melissa Llewellyn, Tracy Orneson, uh Sarah Coombs, Kayla Anderson, and Linda McLean. Yep, so that's a good team too. Team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and Sarah so, gets to go back home. Yeah, so yeah, like, she's yeah, excited yeah. about that. But no doubt, how, how how cool is it you get to play with Connie? Because you're be on the same set the whole time, right? Yeah, that, that mean, must that must add to your experience a little bit. For sure. I mean, we've like we've gone down and duck, done duck pin together. So I mean, like, I've had a a bit of experience. You know, I, I guess maybe like in terms of anybody that's bowled that was bowling masters on the ladies' side. I mean, I would know her the best. You know, like, um, you know, you you get to bowl with a um, a bowler that's you know, top level of her game all the time. And it, it's crazy that she's so good in other, other types of bowling. She's just as good. Um, yeah. So it's going to be good. I mean, we, I think we always gel really good together and we, I think we have both have pretty strong minds for the game and we can help each other out for sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be fun. It'll be really good. So I guess the question is, um, do you think it's going to be an Ontario sweep? Are you guys going to beat it, beat everybody? No, you can't. There's no way you can. I mean, I know uh, you want me to say something. Ontario, uh, that's that's listen. the. You guys are the team to beat. You, you guys, guys are the should, team to beat. Listen, sure. listen, <laughs> listen. You guys should know by now. I can articulate a sentence well enough to say what I need to say without saying what you want me to say. <laughs> I will say that that those those teams are as strong as any other team out there. Um, they do know all know how to win, and it all boils down to you know just making it happen on the lanes. And I mean, we saw it last year with with our team that you know you don't have to be the highest scoring team. Sometimes it just takes you know the the talent or or maybe sometimes luck to win those games that you need to win to come out on top. And, and, you know, those, those teams have that in their favor. It's just a matter about getting it done and let's not discount anyone else because, you know, looking across the country, you know, we can argue that you know, any one of those teams are going to be absolutely stacked and you could be anywhere in that, uh, in, in that, on that podium. It, that's a, a great question. It's, uh, talking about masters. Is there a completed masters list now of all the teams? Now that Ontario's completed theirs, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, yeah. I just I scan through every time someone finishes, or they say like, because you always get those recaps. Yeah, it's of, always the, the always season, the players right? going across Facebook trying to piece together what the hell happened. And... Yeah, and then I usually <laughs> wait till I see that and go, oh, okay, those guys are done. Yeah. Let's see who's there. Okay, let's see like. Oh, Northern's this... not done yet. Yeah, 
I was gonna say uh, like Lower uh, Canada, as it's more well known. <laughs> yeah, out, out east, right? I think. I think the is last that the one. north? Is that northeast? Yeah. <laughs> <Northwest>. <laughs> what about Quebec? That's probably the only other one that I have. No, Quebec's done, I think. Yeah, Quebec's done. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure Quebec did that. Yeah, because yeah. we might have had to change our uh, our uh, probably because of the. Yeah, it'll be it'll be exciting. Like, um, and I think everybody's excited to go to Newfoundland. So, it's um, it's definitely going to be a good time. And you know, I, I think when you start getting later in your career, you definitely don't uh, take these opportunities for granted. And for sure. uh, and and you know, like you don't know when you know this like this time could be your last time. And you know, life life is mysterious like that. And you know, when you're young and you say like in your twenties, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do this forever. But then you get yeah. old and you know, like stuff starts breaking down and you know, like <laughs> your arm doesn't work the way it used to, or your back gives out. And then you're just like, how much longer do I have? And you know, you don't, uh, you don't take it for granted. That's for sure. I just yeah. put the master's website in the, uh, in the chat there for everybody, but it does look like as teams are completed, they have been updating the websites. So the contingents look like they are, Perfect. Largely completed. As everybody just runs that. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, they're not even listening to us anymore. We just be talking. We talking about anything. We talk about Tyler's tennis team, and they wouldn't. <laughs> even they would have no idea right now. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So we're just background. We're background noise now. That's all. Yeah. Are <laughs> you guys? Have you guys completed your? Um... Teaching masters there, Jeff, up there. Uh, this this weekend coming up. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, they'll be bowling this weekend. Yeah, we were um, tournament was Saturday and seniors were Sunday. Yeah. So what hap- what happens if uh, Mitch makes both? Uh, I believe he has to play tournament <laughs> because we had uh, so also like so we had uh, Ryan Kulikowski. Uh, he was in the running for tournament and he's up there for teaching as well. Um, and I know that came up as well for him. And like he had a realistic shot, like he was on the team for both going into the last tournament. Um, he struggled the uh, the year end for for tournament and just just finishes off the team. But he still got a good. I think he still got a really good shot for teaching. Didn't um, wasn't there a year where uh, Mike Herbert chose? Yes, he he bowled teaching, teaching? In the one year. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, he'd probably be able to to tell you that for sure. Because I mean, there's a lot of years where I never, I never bowled masters. But I think they that that may have led to the discussion of what to do. I don't, I don't know. I'm just That's throwing fair. it out there. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you think about it too. Like, you think about some of the some of the bowlers out there. Like, like I would think of like a, a Davis Cardi or Jim Head that could theoretically make three teams the same year. You know what I mean? Like they could tournament teaching and seniors, you know, all this, like, you know what I mean? Like that would be interesting to see like someone actually do that. Not be obviously not be able to bowl all three, but that would be a pretty unreal accomplishment in one year to make all three teams. Um, Crazy. It's crazy. Like Dave Biscardi, once again on the seniors team, he was was on the seniors team last year. I was surprised to see him there. He's on the team again this year. That that guy is 
So good. Solid, man. He's another that's another central bowler. Like they they're just yeah. like Hamilton. They they produce an endless supply of unreal competitive bowlers. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you think it's what's the reason behind it? I know um, is it because of what they offer programming? Is it because of the culture they built? Is it because of certain people? But it seems like it's it's lots of people, not just one, right? It's it's for sure the culture. Like I would say, has a a, a strong stronghold on it. Um, you know, like I I bowl in a different zone now, and it's not the same. And not not taking any away anything away from the zone, but there's a bit of a disconnect there that you don't see in Hamilton and. You know, we were very fortunate. I mean, I was very fortunate for sure in my bowling career where I hit a, a decent-sized group of really good bowlers come up around the same time that liked each other and wanted to do stuff together. And, you know, we made teams together. We learned how to win together, and I think that's important too. Um, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, start playing on ball teams together, doing stuff in the summer. So it wasn't like they were bowling friends anymore because, you know, you, like, you always break down your friendship as – that's my bowling friends. These are my non-bowling friends where they just became your friends for everything and you did everything together. And I think having that um, kind of loyalty to each other, you know, kind of makes you more accountable, makes you want to uh, win more for them than maybe for yourself and, and, you know, helps produce a better product for, for the zone overall. But, you know, like I always say this too, like if you have like a zone, and you're bowling open qualifying when I'm bowling open qualifying now. And I definitely relate like this is Hamilton has made me this way. I'm not bowling against anybody. I'm trying to make a team with a bunch of people. And I know a lot of other zones, they, they are trying to bowl against people to make a team. And how do you like, how do you flip that switch where you're bowling, you're bowling, you're qualifying and you're cutthroat with somebody. And then you got to be buddies with them. Yeah, you know? And I've exactly always said, right. And I've always said, like, if I bowl and don't make a team and it happens, I know that I'm good enough that if I didn't make a team and someone beat me, they deserved it. So why would I root against them? Because if they're all going to be top-notch, you know, complete performers, it's only going to make my odds of winning better when I make a team with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, I think that's that's a key. Like, you listen to these guys talk. Like, I mean, I can't speak for other zones other than the ones I've been in, but, like, you talk – like listen to Hamilton, like they're like with each other, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, come on, you can do this. And you know, there's definitely that too. When we bowled masters on Saturday where it's like, come on, let's go. Like you got this. And, and you know, you help people push through it. I I do think that for me anyway, when people have done that with me, it it goes a long way to me wanting to perform for them. It's Mm going to make them make everybody better. Yeah. You want to be successful, but not, not at the cost of somebody else's downfall. Mm -hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we still want to be friends, and we still want to be able to go out and have beers with them. And you're seeing that even at, at the WCBT events, stuff like that, too. You want to win, but there's definitely a uh, a really great gentleman sportsmanship sort of mm-hmm. side of things now that's really come through um, over the last, I want to say, 20 years. Like I said, I, I've heard stories of the past, but um, it certainly isn't that way anymore around here. Yeah. Like a uh, prime example, like what you're just speaking about, Jeff, is me and Matt Schultz were playing on the same set all day on the last day. And we, yep. after Dexter started out with, I think, like a 700 double or whatever it was, it was me and him playing for the last spot. And mm-hmm. 
all day we kept cheering each other on it whoever played better deserved it right and yeah coming down to the last game like i started with a five bagger thing matt started with the six bagger like it was it was intense the whole way it was fun it was yeah mm-hmm. that's what bowling should be like right like yeah. that's that's what it's all about by the way shout out to uh schultzy anyway because when i had vertigo he was and he he messaged me and it was a lifesaver he made my you know my experience a lot better than it would have been and I'm forever grateful for for all the help i mean he was messaging me constantly constantly like hey did you do this how do you feel now like try doing this like how about now check me like check on me the first thing the next morning like hey how are you feeling today don't worry you'll get around you'll get over it you'll be fine like mm-hmm. and uh, i just you know you bring up his name i just want to make sure that uh, mm-hmm. you know that he gets recognized because you know like that was a shitty experience yeah no he doubt helped it me is. through it man it was it was a big deal. So, um, yeah, Aaron's talking about how uh, Manitoba does an all-star system now for Provincials for the Open. Um, and I, I, th- I think it's interesting. I, I would like to see a little bit more congruency with um, qualifyings around the country for sure. Um, but an all-star team is, like, it's, re- it's really interesting. And, like, obviously in Manitoba, like, it can be perceived as a – as an advantage because you get to take all your best players from around the entire country and the same and or around the entire province, the same way that you do for masters. Um, but that being said, it's so hard. It's so hard to downplay the camaraderie. And, and as Matt, Matt said, the, the chemistry um, of your teams that you build either just by being around those people all the time in your zone and then going to provincials and playing as a team of provincials that, not having that experience going into at nationals, I don't think, I think that's a detriment. I, th- I think being able to pull from the entire province is obviously an advantage, but I don't think it's an overall advantage if you don't get to have that side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking at it that way too, is like, then you're kind of saying too, that provincial round is, is extra important, right? Cause it's a team building experience, stuff like that. And um, even look at the Edmonton zone, the Calgary zones, because you guys are so much closer, it, it might be an hour to get to where you're going, but you can practice a lot more together and stuff like that, where um, even a central zone in, in Alberta, it takes a couple hours to go practice or something like yeah. that. So Manitoba mm-hmm. doesn't get that opportunity to practice together, especially if you get, like, let's say, a Ryan O'Callaghan from Thompson. And so having that provincial round is huge for any of those teams that have to travel for anything, right? Um, yeah. But Hamil- an all-star Hamil- team is obviously no no slap. That's an all-star mm-hmm. team. Oh, exactly, Hamilton, yeah. Hamilton always had the benefit too. Like everybody played the same league, both, you know, men's, ladies, and mixed teams, seniors teams. They all bowled the same league, so you always had, you know, like as soon as you made the team, there was like that bonding experience with your team every week. And you wanted to throw some games when you were done bowling, you could throw you as a team throw some balls. If your coach wasn't in the league, you'd show up, you know, by the third game. <laughs> You know what I mean? And like, okay, let's run for a little bit. I mean, we used to do that in Sherwood all the time. We'd bowl Wednesday nights and we'd practice for another hour and a half after every week. You know, yeah. it made, makes a difference, right? Um, um, I, I, sorry, Dax. I, I will say that I think, at least in Alberta, I can speak for it. Uh, the Pro League, but definitely the WCBT has really made a big difference for a lot of us. Um, it, it, it's, it just seems more of a, a professional standpoint more than ever with whether it's qualifying for a Masters or qualifying for an Open or playing your Open Provincials, you don't see people going 
and doing what they usually used to do back 10 years ago. It seems just more of a quality. And a lot of us, um, I can only speak for maybe the Edmonton, not Edmonton men, but the Alberta men, there's a, like, there's a core group of 20, 25 of us that travel everywhere together, right? Um, so whether we're making a master's team or your local zone, you're, it's just it's just that much easier. We know each other really well, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And we've been, we've been in those battles together. And you're right. It's not we're not trying to kill each other on the lanes. We want to beat each other, but we're also going to help each other out. We're not going to be that kind of people, right? We're not cutthroat yeah. anymore, and it, it goes a long ways. And that's why I think, in just in general, um, Alberta's been as successful over the years. I think. The mm-hmm. last, yeah, time. I mean, they say you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? And yeah. if that 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 link isn't you, you can help somebody else be stronger. It's only going to make you like you stronger in the long run. Mm. Um, kind of off topic, but on topic, proud proprietor moment here, um, for, for masters out of like 32 possible people that going, um, we have 14 people from our center going, um, and one other one, Gary Baird, um, who plays pro league with us at our center too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's neat. It's really neat to see that. That's pretty cool for us. We were pretty excited for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's diff- probably different reasons for that too, right? Like it's it's one because you guys do such a good job. I always say like a bowling center run by a bowler is a good key for success, a good start for success anyway. Um, but it also attracts other people that want to be good. And once you attract those people, you're going to see numbers that are that high because that's the place for everyone wants to be, right? So they you accumulate the talent that way quite easily. Yeah, we're, we we have a really great core of people, and we're we're just yeah. we're very fortunate. Which is really impressive, fortunate. you know. Despite having Tim there, people still show up, right? We so. have a lot of hurdles. <laughs> Not that. Many, are any of them one really Are any of them? Uh, as I say, are, are, are any of them lane mops or anything like that? That's a big hurdle for some people. <laughs> <That> is. <laughs> Um, I, 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 I can't confirm or deny um, anything. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should talk about this. Um, IP right? IP nationals. We should. I should bring up some stats here right away. But I, I would. Yeah, this is a great call, Val. I'd like to shout out Amy too. Amy is another one of our our bowlers here at Sherwood, and she was absolutely lights out for that weekend. Yeah, and this, I think she went in with like 195 average or somewhere around there, and she was like 250 plus the entire time. It was Ooh. her first nationals. It was, it was her dream. Like her family owned bowling alleys. Her family owned Fraser Bowl here in Edmonton, um, and it was always her dream to represent Alberta. And she finally got her opportunity, and she was yeah, she played lights out. Yeah, awesome. It's pretty cool. Um, c- congratulations to the Manitoba team that won. Um, I, and I do think they're from Winnipeg, actually. So it's great to see Winnipeg back in the fold and, yeah. and winning it. And I know Tim Hooper mentioned Winnipeg won. Sorry, uh, Manitoba won the the challenge. Manitoba won the IP. So what about the Open? And if anybody knows how Tim jinxes things, I'm sorry, bud. I'm sorry you're not helping out your own province there. But, I uh, I only I only know of two places: Winnipeg and Thompson. And Manitoba. <laughs> that's it. The only two places I know about. <laughs> are you serious yep don't know anything else Winnipeg Thompson that's it Fair. two oh. places you don't know Brandon you... Brandon never heard of it never heard of it 
Well, I, trust me, those two places, you're not missing out on anything. That's not... <laughs> Jesus. Slow my just doubles down on, like, on just... <laughs> I, I hate Winnipeg. <laughs> Is that a, that's like a triple down now. He's tripling down. Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's asking for it. It's not, it's not the people, it's the city, but... Um, <laughs> Hey, in three short weeks, everybody's going to uh, enjoy Edmonton. I know it's going to be beautiful there for you. So. As beautiful <laughs> as Edmonton can be. Yeah, yeah. Hardworking blue-collar town. No, di- no different than Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hamilton's, yeah. Uh, you know, I saw some nice things in Hamilton. Uh, we went by the, the lake there. It was good yep. there. and Yeah, it was beautiful. And, uh, yeah, seeing Toronto across the lake, that was the best part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that is a great spot for Jeff to freeze up, eh? Yeah, that's perfect. Let's just take a picture of that. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he is frozen. Oh, he is frozen. I thought. Oh, I was say I didn't have I didn't have a connection problem. I was just really sick of hearing Tim talk. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. that being said, you're talking about being by a lake. My connection sucks because there's literally lake areas like a hundred feet behind me right now. Like I'm at, I'm at the lake. So connection out in these, uh, you know, out in the boonies isn't, isn't what it is in the city. That's for sure. Yeah. I got a Starlink, but yeah, I got close. I got Execulink. <laughs> it's Elon <laughs> Musk's poor cousin. Yes. We just got rid of our Tesla. So I don't know if Elon's a friend of ours anymore. I don't know. <laughs> Should, should we not. talk? Should we talk about this? No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, br- I brought it up, Brian. It was the clone. It wasn't actually Tim. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was Weisberg. <laughs> uh, congratulations to Tim and Jeremiah on winning the green and gold. Congratulations, um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. It's a, hand, it's a handicap tournament. If, it, if nobody knows. Yeah. And, yeah, t- and Tim, Tim has really leaned into what his career is going to be. <laughs> yeah, when, coaching and winning handicap tournaments. Wow. <laughs> you no, you, 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 stay in it. you played really good. You played really good. Uh, you crushed your 200 average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know, I finally know what sandbagging's all about. But yeah. uh, no, it, it you, was, you, you played phenomenal. You played really, really well over the weekend. Not, not, not Tyler. Like new personal best, but. My personal best is higher. Ty so I didn't guess even I realize understand. he did it. Ty can't math. <laughs> no, I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 1898 does not divide out to 280 after six games, in case anyone told you. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> so Tyler played well. Yeah, it, it, you know, honestly, for those of people who don't realize how, how big of an event this is, it's been 49 years that, that Bonnie Dune runs it. 96 doubles teams. Uh, 550 scratch. Um, 80% and, and you have to have a green and a gold. So I think it's a, you have somebody over 30 and then somebody that, so you can be any age over 30, but it has to be six years part. Is it six years? Yeah. yeah. So like if, for me, uh, if you're, well, if you're my age, I need to find somebody who's 29, right? At least and younger. Um, so it, it's a little bit more difficult trying to find people sometimes, but um, 96 people across the province come. I know Lenny Anseth has gone there. Michael List has. Um, there's tons of money there. Um, the doubles pots, 
incredible. Like if you think you want to talk about double spots, I think Tyler walked over three three grand probably four grand off the one half that. Oh, the first day was three not grand. As good, not as good as it used to be. But well, uh, because they have the handicap side too. But the handicap side does. If you play in the handicap side, it still obviously favors the higher average bowlers. So there are still opportunities to win good money there too. Look it at used Cody. to be. It used to be a seven-year gap, and twenty-seven years was a gold. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, um, but then obviously they need to move it up and whatnot. But uh, like you're winning thousands of dollars on the doubles. The the scratch pot was about two hundred and twenty bucks, which is not unreasonable. Um, so I mean, I, I won the first scratch pot of the day on Saturday, and, and we paid for my weekend. You're only paying one hundred and ten dollars to play, so for twelve games, it's really reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I I played well, um, and then. And then Jeremiah, who's 225 average, he probably honestly averaged 275, 280. The guy was just, he was just so solid. And then um, he, he struggled the last two. And I don't know um, if it was because one individual came up and told him where he was standing. Um, so I was a little bit upset with that. But, uh, uh, but otherwise, other than that, uh, he played phenomenal. He was a great, uh, he won. Like, I mean, even though whatever I shot, he, he won it for us. And uh, super proud of the kid. So it was nice. And we played Sundays. And the little bastard couldn't, can't throw that well on Sundays. But uh, he can play he well on a turn. He our team. He was shooting like... Oh, I marked... He shot a against Brittany like every time he faced her. I, I, I marked Doss. But that's because there's a different motivation there. It's Mark Doss. So, yeah, but... He played well. But 96 teams. If what you do guys you mean ever by want... different motivation? Just, just an average pro. Just an average pro. If don't don't be getting into other things there, Dex. That's I'm, I'm just asking questions. But uh, this is an interview process. <laughs> you made no. It. We're not, not you because you 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 want to turn. Yeah, not yeah. It was great. On a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> yes, on a Sunday. <laughs> well, congratulations, Tim. Thank you, thank you. Uh, forever, well, we, forever. We weren't great. supposed to congratulate him. We're just supposed yeah, to for tell team, not Tim. That, that was very won. big yeah, of you. Hey, I didn't really what? mean it. <laughs> My fingers were crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. It was good. So make make sure you guys go out and support uh, the event next time you go out there. It's a great event. Yeah. Yeah, but if 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 they go out and support it, then you don't have no chance of winning, though, Tim. So should you really be promoting it like that? Or I already got my win. We're good. Yeah. Okay. Do they, do they still have the crests up at Bonnie Doom? For all the green and gold winners, that's yeah, awesome. they sure do. So I think I think that's the coolest part. I'm more excited about my name gets to go up there, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope I hope they spell it wrong. I already got <laughs> Martin. Martin and Marissa know us pretty well. I think the odds of that are pretty slim. But I already, I already saw the photo. We're good. I, I could <laughs> message Martin. He he might do it just for fun. Honestly, slip a bribe to them too. They're just like the Hall of Fame committee. Make something happen. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> we must you imagine, like, we are pretty jerks. lucky to have a center like Bonnie Dune that has that many lanes because that's really the only way that we can have a tournament like that. Like, you run that Yeah, without us running, else. like, three shifts, three yeah. shifts in a day. That should be nuts. And, and, and let's face it, not one lane breakdown. Super smooth the whole time. 
Um, they always are really good there. And, and, and Blair does the stats with Martin in the back. Um, like, you can't, you can't ask for anybody better than those guys. So, uh, yeah. kudos to them. Yeah, I know for me, like, 16 lanes, it stresses me out at times. I always worry through TPC. Like, because machines are 50 years old. Yeah. It freaks me out. Like, it, it stresses me out the entire time. I couldn't imagine stressing about 48. Couldn't even imagine. Better 74 years old. Yeah. I'd but, be in a white padded cell. Um, But you think about it, though. I mean, I, I know I posted on Sherville how many games we approximately played this year. Right? 118,000 games. And the machines get worn down a lot. And, you know, it's end of the year. So I, th- I think it's absolutely... I think it's absolutely great what they do down there. So, so it just and, it show it shows how like preventative maintenance, like how they're on top of it. Because if you're not taking care of that stuff, that's when everything breaks at the end of the year. You know what I mean? So they're obviously taking care of their machines. They got pride in in their product and in mm-hmm. their machines, right? So and it shows. Yep. Yeah. Why why we are so excited for them to be hosting the open? They, they always do a great job down mm-hmm. there. So. Yep. Well, Matt. Masters last year, they didn't run into any real issues at either. So, no, it was pretty smooth. Yeah, that's yeah. all you can ask for, especially as a bowler, right? You just put me on a lane, let me bowl, and then put me on the next lane, and no problems. <laughs> and can't ask for more than that. As long as Dexter doesn't have to run behind a lane at Masters Nationals, I consider that a win for Masters because I don't know how many provincial tournaments he was behind the lanes. Yeah, not even in my own centers. <laughs> well, one was in my own center, and then a, a couple weren't. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It is it is. You will be no. banned from going behind the lanes. <laughs> Not my problem. Well, what if I'm on the bench, Ty? There's no bench for Masters, oh. so we're in pr- oh, you trouble said if you're in the bench. Oh, okay. Masters, yeah. No. no. Not touching it. <laughs> I mean, if you guys... I'll probably only be on the bench of the open. If we're so. putting if... Harvey in for you, we have bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> You like I love Harvey. Harvey. I love the guy, but what he hasn't bowled in a while. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> he bowled this you're, year. You're really endearing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one can be mad at Ty. No one can. He says he says the most offside stuff of all of us. I don't know what you're talking For about. Sure. I've never said sure. anything in my life. <laughs> this podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carrie, you old? You didn't hear that? That's <laughs> it's not wrong, or it's not mean if it's true. You got a point. Jeff is older than me, so I'm okay. I don't know. I don't know if if I should be your standard here. This is. <laughs> So you'll always be older than me, so I'm I'm gonna be the young guy. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Oilers are losing two one right now. But how about uh, how about that Toronto game last night? I never watched it. The Maple Leafs. Nobody nobody watched the Maple Leafs. I don't I don't think Jeff watches hockey. Do you? I'm a Red Wing fan. Football game. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if anybody does want to follow along with our fantasy baseball league, I don't know if anybody cares, but if they do, I'm going to put some comments here. Yes, um, it is a public league, so you can actually go. They and better along. start caring. Um, ign- ignore the fact that uh, Ryan's team name is Two Wise Men One Cop. <laughs> <laughs> now they won't because you told them to. 
<laughs> the That's best team name ever. Name. Um, how are how are you doing with this, Jeff? Uh, I know I played I played someone the first week and I molly whopped them. Yeah, who was that? Oh, straight up molly whopped. Um, I don't remember his name. He's pretty insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> The guy, the guy is, the guy is my. He's not even in my top five favorite Wiseman. <laughs> Dexter Wiseman. There's the Lucas Wiseman who does the ten pin stuff. The three Wiseman. What about, what about Danny Wiseman? He's a big ten pin player too. Okay, so he's not in my top six. <laughs> you should meet my grandpa. You would actually love my grandpa. Seven. Not, not even, not <laughs> <even>. <laughs> yeah. So I I, uh, I took him to the cleaners and then uh, yeah, I was uh, I was really I was really hoping I was going to get the sweep against Johnny there last week, but uh, he he snuck in a couple wins at the end there. So I mean, I've got a goal because I mean, there's so much there's so much shit talking about my my fantasy baseball abilities but there's one thing that's changed is i don't work shifts anymore and when you work night shift and your breaks are only like at random times when baseball has already started you can never set lineups or see who's you know not in a lineup and swap them for someone who is you, you and check, i don't have to you check your lineup now some people do, yeah. Hey, Carrie, yeah. you actually made some moves last I, week. I made some moves. Yeah. You did. I noticed. I was like, oh, yeah. It's I getting just... a little sketchy. I'm a little too close to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was interesting. I was like, well, okay, all right. I'm, 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 I'm going one and eight this week against um, two Wiseman, one cup. Yeah. So... My boy Ryan's going to take you down. Is he holding yeah. the cup? Oh, Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we started out on a weird. The good note news to... is, is we've got like a big range of viewers, and there's like a niche area in the middle of ages that actually understand that reference. So mm-hmm. like, that's good. The older people don't care. The younger people don't care. It's people our age that are just like traumatized. I yeah. sure have some fantasy players right now chiming in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Got. Got somebody to draft her team for her, and it has not panned out. They got the the wrong person to draft, that's for sure. Yeah. The key yeah. is to take someone who's never watched a game of baseball and just pick the person that looks the prettiest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you so know the same it's good way, enough like, for third people place. go to the horse races and pick a horse? Yeah, Tyler is currently sitting in yeah. third. How do you say... Don't don't do that strategy for for fantasy bowling. You're not picking anybody. <laughs> um, Valid. I, I I will say Curtis has said that Tracy checks it all the time, and he's like, "What about this? Or what about this? And what about this?" And he's like, "But she's not watching any ball games. She's just asking questions." And and he's like, "It's a lot." Tra- it's a- Tracy actually said on their last she, podcast that yeah. she is quite upset with Tyler. So. <laughs> His, his tennis okay. team took her out. out of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, to quote you, Molly whopped her, I believe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up Molly whopped. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was sitting first. She and was then sitting I first. crushed Carrie as well. And then, and then it wasn't so great after that. But 
I beat you. I beat you. It's you a, did, but it's I a made long it close. season. I had a strong comeback. In, in, <laughs> you did. I was a back was... half Katie. I was a back <laughs> half Katie. BHK. I was. Ooh. It's it's a long season. It is. Yeah, we're. I know. Dexter didn't tell me that. I thought I played. I thought I played everybody once and I was done. <laughs> see, this see is you garbage. O- see you in October. <laughs> 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 that's why I said like this is a bigger commitment than a lot I'm of people retiring. make <laughs> uh, be, it's going to be finished just in time for the autumn open so whoever loses we can figure out then look at that look at that sexy pose by Jeff you should take a picture of that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it, I think it's pretty clear who's going to be last already, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Now now it's just fighting to see who's going to be first to figure out what that punishment's going to be. Yeah. You guys hear me? Yeah, we yeah, hear you. Yeah. Okay. We play in a lot of like, like leagues that we actually pay a little bit of money into, and this is the one that I actually like really want to win just for breakfast. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, I haven't brought up my other one at all, really. <laughs> it's just this one. Yeah. It's one that just stays on my fantasy sports. Yeah. I just yeah. I want to yeah. make sure I stay ahead of Tim and Katie. That's all I care about. No, oh, f- don't. You know what? There's there's gonna be a point when you you're gonna be gone and you don't have good reception. You're gonna you're gonna fuck up a couple of weeks and it's gonna be okay. That's when I come back. Yeah. And I you, I'll let you win the first one. I will see you in week twelve again. Oh, you've already got it on your skin. See, that's how how hurt you are over this. Is you know when we play again, and I have no idea. I don't care. Well, no, it's 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 the same no, thing. So if I play you week one. So I play you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Cindy wants to play you in the show. No curveballs. Yeah, yeah. curveball in, in the dirt. Sliders in the dirt. And you're gonna swing them all day long. We know this. <laughs> 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 Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? Uh, no, I think we're good. 5 p.l. this weekend? Yes, 5 p.l. this weekend. YBC Nationals. Next week. Oh, yeah. Yes, YBC Nationals this weekend. <laughs> Correct. Good luck, Dexter Wiseman. Yeah, Dexter yeah. will be there. <laughs> yeah, I Coach will Dexter. be there. Um, yeah, it should be awesome. It's been a while. I was really looking forward to coaching... Um, Dylan and Rylan at Nationals in 2020, and that didn't happen, so it'll be really nice to be back with Madison and Natalia. Um, yeah, sorry, Ty, you were in the same boat. Yeah. Um, worse, because you were playing, but yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to it in Regina. Um, we're playing, our division's playing all the centers except for Glenn Karen. Um, what about Bolarama? Are you playing Bolarama? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're playing Bolarama, Nortown, and Golden Mile. No Glen Karen. Not eh? hitting the other the other divisions are, but we're not hitting Glen Karen. Um, That's what should be great. Yeah, it should be really That's good. That's luck. I at YBC we never play different centers. You got stuck in one, and that was it. So that's exciting. I like that they're doing. Yeah, it was the same for us too. Actually, as old as we are. Yeah, we never moved you, around. You were kids at one point. We were. Oh. We were. The MBT is this weekend as well. Right. One hundred percent it is, yeah. Yep. Awesome. Good luck to everybody out there. Big events. Are they playing at 
Plaza or are they at Holiday? I think Plaza? I should know this, but I don't. As our resident East Coaster. Yeah. Not 100% as of yet, because the house still hasn't closed. Well, anything east of Winnipeg is east, so. I guess that's true, too. So I guess I am still east. <laughs> it d- depends on what your definition of coast is. Yeah, that's fair. You are on a You're lake on a coast. coast. I'm yeah. On a coast, you are, and I am east of you guys. Yeah, so it works out. <laughs> so I am on the east coast. <coughs> and you still don't know what bowling alley they're playing at. I just tried to look on the website, but... I believe it's Plaza, because... Because I actually like our, our house. It is at Plaza. To, yeah, I was gonna say our house was supposed nice. to close on Monday, and we were gonna get my car shipped out for this weekend coming up, which we're not doing now. It's just too much going on, and I was actually gonna fly out there that weekend and get that all coordinated. We had some appliances that we were planning on having, you know, kind of show up that weekend, and I was gonna pop in and say hi to everybody, but. I'm not doing that now. But, you know. <laughs> Just disappointing everyone. I, I've made a living of it. <laughs> the Hall of Fame would say otherwise. Yeah, but, uh... exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Hall of Very Good now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we'll close out this one. And uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you hopefully all Sunday morning watching the 5PL. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Go Dream Crushers.